When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. It's good. I'm Danny Wolf. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glock. Hey. Laugh right, laugh right. I'm the reason why your nigga laugh right. He laugh right. Today we got Danny Wolf off the porch with us today. How you doing, bro? Doing good. What's up? All right. You just recently dropped your debut album, Night of the Wolf, recently back in August. How you feeling about that? I feel good. Like, uh, Night of the Wolf was pretty crazy because I didn't really think people were going to, like, fuck with it. I just wanted to put it out. Like, I never really think too much. I don't know. I don't really be thinking like the craziest shit, like everybody's gonna fuck with me. Like, you know what I mean? I just be putting shit out and just, if I like it, I'll put it out. Like if it's hard to me, I'll just put it out. So right. I just put that shit out. I threw a release party in LA and like people showed up. It was crazy cause I just did it straight off of Instagram. It was just an Instagram album basically. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have no major label. It was all independent, like mm-hmm. still charted. Like even after we dropped it, we got so much crazy feedback that like now I just got to really, you know, I guess get used to it. Cause I, I just, I've just been so used to being behind the scenes that, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even think, I mean, even the people that I was fucking with to help me with the album, they mm-hmm. didn't even think the songs were going to get cleared. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, it was just like a faith. It was like a jump of faith, a leap mm-hmm. of faith. And um, thankfully God was with us and it dropped. That was so. 
How long did it take for you to work on? Um, it took a long time to get those songs because, you know, when I got them, some of the artists aren't on there weren't that big yet. Mm. So we were just working with them and I just saved them. And, you know, I knew I was going to drop an album eventually. Mm. I was just just going by my gut feeling. And, you know, I saved them probably for like two, three years. It was just mm. patience, honestly. Mm. It was just. It was just, you know, a moment, a moment that I had where I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just mix these songs. We're just going to ask for clearance and mm. people clear them. So That was going on. Hell yeah, it was dope. Do you have a personal favorite song from the project? Um, my favorite song off the project would be, nah, I don't have one. They're all my little babies, all my beats, <laughs> all my songs. I don't right. really have a favorite. That's what's up. So you were originally born in Mexico. What age did you and your uh, family originally come to the United States? Um, well, I came with my mom. Honestly, I was so little, I don't even remember. I think it was like four or five, but I always fuck it up in interviews when I tell people my age. I was just young. Mm. I was like, I had to learn English. I remember that. Mm. Spanish was my first language. And I remember I went to kindergarten here. So yeah, like around kindergarten time. So yeah. So you, you moved here like early age kindergarten. How long did it take you to um, learn English? Uh, it didn't take me that long. It took me like two, three months to learn English. Word. It was pretty easy, yeah. I was I came to Riverdale, so I was always in after school with like hella minorities and shit. I didn't even know that I was an immigrant until I got older. Like I didn't know I was an illegal immigrant until I got older and I tried to get my license. And my mm -hmm. mom was like, no, nah, you're not here legally. So Obama passed this shit that like helps out immigrants. Mm. So I didn't, it didn't even click with me until I got older, older that I was like in a certain situation, I guess. Mm. But it, it, it didn't take that long to adapt. That's what's up. Because I was going to ask, besides learning English, did you have any other tough transitions? Uh, Nah, I mean, even though we were going through like the struggle and shit, and we were immigrants and my mom couldn't get her license and shit. Mm. Uh, it, I guess I was just so in the moment, even like till this day, I'm always just focused on the now that while it was happening, I never really knew that that shit was going on. Right. I was just like, damn, right. this is lit. Like, right. We're here in this country. I don't speak English. I, I would ask for water for my teachers to go to the bathroom. Like, they were like, what are you trying to say? I was saying it in Spanish. So I was like, damn, this is kind of weird, but mm. it was cool, I guess. Um, right. So your mother brought you guys over here to experience a better life. And like you said, you mm -hmm. was a stand, you know, had a good foundation and everything. Yeah. So what was your reaction when you found out that she was getting deported? Um, well, she wasn't getting deported. She had to leave because she could have gotten deported, but mm. she got a 10-year ban for bringing me here. So when I was a freshman in high school, she was just like, I got to go to Mexico. Because Georgia passed this law mm. where if you look like a Mexican, um, the SB 87 law, if you look like a Mexican, you can get pulled over and they can card you and say, like, you look like a Mexican. Where's your Damn, info? I didn't even know that. And so she didn't even want to risk that. So she just went ahead and dipped. And then I stayed with my brother, like, all of high school. And she was just like, let me file for my paperwork again. And then when she went to the offices, we're all thinking like mom's coming back. And then she just tell at the offices, they're like, you can't get a visa, you're banned for 10 years. So we were like, damn. So that was, that was probably like three, four years ago for me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm. I was homeless and like in a closet at the time. So I took the risk going homeless because I thought my mom was coming back. Mm. So I was like, I'm gonna just go do his music shit. And um, in a couple months, she'll be back so I can be back with my mom. Right. And they were like, no, nah, she's banned. So I was mm. like, fuck. It was kind of, we were all kind of sick, but I was just like, all right. I've never been a type to like complain and shit. So I was just like, all right, well, we got to right. make this shit work. This music right. shit work. So how often do you communicate with her now? Um, it's half and half because, you know, like, I guess you just grow. I don't know how to say it. It's like, I never had a dad. So mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, it's like someone tells you, like, do you miss your cat that you never had? Yeah. It's like, never right. had a fucking cat. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? But like, with my mom, I guess I was just so focused on what I needed to do that we just kind of like, I guess I grew apart from her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's a clash of both worlds because she really doesn't understand where I'm at right now or mm-hmm. what we're doing. So it's like, and she doesn't speak mm-hmm. English like that. So it's like, to her, she's a really religious Christian, like Mexican mm-hmm. Christian. So to her, I'm like doing the devil's work. Right, you ain't get past <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just like, nah, it's not it, mom, but you know. Mm-hmm. You yourself are a DACA recipient. Can you explain to the people what that means? I'm a what? DACA recipient. Oh yeah, I'm a DACA recipient. Um, it's basically like immigrants that came to America before they were 18. Mm. Obama passed a law that like allows you to work here and um, get your paperwork right, be able to get your license, be able to travel and shit like that. So um, I'm a DACA recipient and I don't know, it's just, I've always liked a good challenge, you know? Like, mm. people always, they tell you you can't do certain things and certain, like, I don't know, it's just different. It's just a, it's a program that allows you to work here, but mm. you can't really, you're kind of limited a little bit, but, you know, it's all good. We made it work. Mm. And with our shithead president trying to take that program away, what do you feel like? would do to like people that came here for working for a better living. Like what process would they go through? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what struggle do they feel because of this program that it placed? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Them in a good position now all of a sudden being taken away from. Um... Well, for starters, my relationship with God has always been very, the foundation of my entire career. Mm. So I feel like the first thing that God tells us, the first commandment God gives us is to not fear. Mm. So I never, I'll never let that feeling of fear take over me because it's just, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like life is just, it's just past what we see, what, like what we can see physically. Mm. But like life is just way more than just that. So, you know, when when a when a bad energy, it could be Trump, it could be whoever. The co- Get a quote at AAA.com/insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Comes into your life and they try to, you know, get. I don't know. I, I guess put something in front of you, or put a wall in front of you, or put. That's pretty funny, but put a wall. Like, like uh, I don't know, just like an obstacle in front of you. Mm. We knock that shit out. 
you know, we always find a way around it. I never take no for an answer. So, you know, if mm. we got to run it up, All right. wherever we're at, we'll run it up. It's not. Right. And with the Department of Justice siding with shithead president, you know what I'm saying, agreeing to, you know what I'm saying, take away the DACA recipient, like, imagine if, like, you yourself were deported. Like, how do you think that would affect your career? Um, I mean, it was supposed to happen, but I don't think, I think it applies to certain people that have a criminal background and stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. that the government, they know what they're doing and they know that people like me and, you know, other DACA recipients like, uh, what's that YouTuber? His name's David Dobrik or something. He's like a really big YouTuber. He's a DACA too. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people out there that bring a lot of things to the table and pay a lot of taxes. So it's like, you know, as long as you're bringing money to the table, like money talks. So, right. you know, lock in, get the work, get a good lawyer, right. keep moving. You know. So do you remember when you first picked up a laptop and started making beats? Yeah, before my mom left, that's the mm. only thing I asked her for. I was like, mm. I don't know what I'm going to see, but just leave me a laptop. Mm. Now I'll make the most out of it. So she like went to Best Buy. She bought my cousins a bunch of like video games and shit. Because you, when you go from Atlanta to Mexico, you always got to come back with gifts. Mm. So I helped her pick out gifts. And she was like, all right, what do you want? And I was just like, I just want this MacBook. So she saved a bunch of money and got us all everything. And then with that MacBook, I made like my first six figures. Mm. How old were you at the time? When she left? Yeah. Uh, I was about to be a sophomore in high school, so I don't know. I, was, I would think I would say like 15, mm. like 15 or so. It was weird. So what drew you into like the culture? Um. I don't know. I just like how it makes me feel. I just mm -hmm. like making music that gives me a feeling of hope and like, it's just like an escape room, you know, mm -hmm. from everything that's going on, like immigration and my mom having to work double jobs and all this crazy shit. I would go and listen to like Waka and mm -hmm. I'm like, my, my homies really put me on that shit. So mm -hmm. they would just be like, you heard of Waka Waka? And I was like, nah. They're like, just look it up when you get home. My bet. <laughs> I looked that shit up. Right. I'm like, damn, that like, I don't even know if my life would apply to the shit he was talking about, but it mm. was just that feeling of, you know, like we're gonna go hard, like we're gonna go crazy. Energy, yeah, yeah, like that energy. Yeah. It just it just helped me break a lot of barriers in life. So uh I guess it'd be my way to give it back to the community. Mm. Like give them as many possible energies that I can right. myself. <laughs> energy. And then just like Right. I, don't know. I never really thought it was going to go up, though. Like, I just mm. did it because I thought it was hard. I was just mm. making some hard. I thought this shit was hard, so I was like, let me put it on SoundCloud. Like, right. And I guess people fuck with it. Now we here. Yeah. <laughs> so besides Waka, like, what other artists, like, drew you in? Um, Gucci Mane, uh, Dolph. I fuck with Dolph. I actually shot, like, what's crazy is when my mom left. Mm. As soon as I, well, I didn't even graduate high school, honestly. I told my teacher I didn't want to do this shit. <laughs> my teacher was like you gotta go take psats or whatever i was like nah i'm gonna be a producer and he just looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> so i was like fuck college i never even signed up for that shit i just Word. always knew like there's no plan b like, i don't give a fuck what my brother my family says so so how did uh how did your brothers and the rest of your family take it when you said yo i'm gonna make music now i'm gonna be producing damn now. like it but yeah. I, I mean i've always been the type that like 
I really don't give a fuck what people say. Like if they they think it's weird at the moment, mm. like I know this shit's gonna be fire enough that they're gonna change their mind. And I always be kind of, mm. I had to change a little bit and mature a little bit more because I used to be hella arrogant. Mm. And my brother would be like, "Oh yeah, the most cockiest guy in the room. Like this shit <laughs> never works out for him." Damn. And I'd be like, "Yeah, well, one day you're gonna apologize for saying that shit because this shit's mm. gonna work." But I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just saying right. that out my ass. Like I didn't even. Right. <laughs> like, I'm interning like shooting videos and shit right. so I was like damn I really just said that but it was like in, it was part of me you know it's like I couldn't I couldn't back down Right. they didn't like it I told my mom to fuck off I told my brothers to fuck off I told my brother's dad to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody. to fuck off everybody everybody at the Christmas dinners all that mm. and then now like I'm like I'm sorry I said I shouldn't have said that but I had to tap into that confidence, you know, when you're, mm. everyone's pinning up against you, you got to, mm. like, hold it down. Same, bro. So how did you start interning for Hood Rich? Um, it was through DJ Lil' Kim. Honestly, I wouldn't be here without DJ Lil' Kim. So it was, he had his booking number in his bio. Mm. And I texted him. And I thought I was texting him, which is, <laughs> I think the booking number is first. So, like, I'm on some dumb head shit. So I was like, yo, um... I knew I couldn't come at them with beats because everybody got beats. So I had to switch mm. up the strategy. I was just like, yo, bro, I can do Power Excel. I can do whatever you need me to do. Cameras. I didn't even know how to shoot a camera, but mm. I just be like, I'll YouTube it if you I get, to get it. it you know, if dope. I get to it, I'll figure it out when I get there. Right. So they're like, yeah, his manager, Nate, he was like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, let's do it. So we met up with him and Rip, who's like, I guess the founder of Hoodrich. Mm. Met at Lil Ozio's. My homie David drove me there. They were, I, I didn't even know what I was doing, bro. Like half the time, I'm one of those people I don't think before I do shit. Right. I just go and do it. And right. when I'm in the moment, I'm just like, I just play it off. Right. Like, yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> so it worked. And then right. um, they told me, they're like, oh, we, you know, cat, like, oh, we, we could have gave a thousand people this opportunity, but we want to fuck with you. And I was just like, bet. And then they didn't really fuck with me like that. Mm. But I'm one of those people you just give a little bit little something to and mm, i just right run that shit up so that's how i did it with hood rich and yeah right so during your time there what did you learn and how did you grow musically um that's that's what i think was the key with this shit bro like i used to shoot videos for young Dolph, young thug edit videos for them edit videos for cash out go on the road with cash out be in the trunk of the car like with the camera <laughs> taking pictures of them on tour um, my first interview I shot was with Waka. That was like the first gun I ever saw. <laughs> and he just like totally really was, he was like, you ever seen a RoboCop motherfucker? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he put it down and I was just like, damn, all right, bet we doing this shit. And all my, all my biggest, like, I don't know. I think my video catalog is crazier than my production catalog mm. so i just i learned i learned how to treat people and like how when people would go up they try to act hollywood and like mm. let this shit get to their head and mm. so i just had to i learned kind of like the weird mm. like non-verbal game i guess mm. so would you recommend internships for other artists and producers uh yeah i mean just do whatever feels right shit you know, mm. follow your gut. You know, if your gut mm. tells you go over here, just 
go over there and figure it out. Mm. I mean, I think I think a lot of people put their time into music, like ten thousand hours into music, but they don't put their ten thousand hours into like the spiritual side of the shit and like mm. God and who God is and understand. Like to me, me personally, I was in the shower, I was thinking this shit. Um, I it was like a thump. I feel like God is so powerful that He had to create time and everything around us for us to even be able to grasp how powerful he is mm. and just to like i don't know just to understand how powerful he is that immediately like i guess grounded me mm-hmm. so i just you know i've always put way more time into god and you know still working music every day but definitely you know that guidance helped me out of hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Because mm-hmm. even when I thought this was wrong... You know, that guidance is telling you, no, go here. Treat right. this person right. right. Do this, do this, right, do this, like this. He's going to be big. Don't shit on him. Like, right. you know, obviously ego and everyone around you, they're going to be like, nah, fuck that guy. Like, right. no shit. Like, da, 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 da. And then in my head, I'm just like, nah, something's telling me. Like, mm. fuck with everybody. Show everybody love. And, you know, never underestimate people like that. Like, just never let this shit get to your head. Right. But that only comes from, you know that guidance because I didn't have parents. I didn't have a mom and dad to teach me this shit. My brother, he works in the government. So it's like a whole nother. Right. Like Can't really give you advice. Yeah, can't really tell you shit. So I had no other option but to team up with God. So Mm -hmm. that's what like, you know, I always thank him for everything. Right. So it was just a situation where vision and faith are like your two strongest Mm -hmm. allies. Yeah, like I don't really think music is my gift. I think understanding who God is is my real gift and mm. I really just move based off that and it just it's protected me from enemies it's protected me from people plotting wrong on me my mm. discernment has grown stronger mm. you know like my faith my confidence comes from a different realm right That's I might be wrong but I don't know anything <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking was your internship with who was paid or unpaid was unpaid. Right. Would you recommend an unpaid internship to fellow artists or producers? Yeah. You got to be hungry for this shit. You can't come in. Thank you. Like, oh, I got this going on. Like, how hungry are you for this shit? Mm. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to get in the door? Or are you going to have an ego about it? You got to put your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. You got to put your pride aside. Like, some people might, you know, they might have gotten royalty treatment from their family and uncles, whatever the fuck, whoever they were. And then all of a sudden they think they're too big to be someone's Mm. intern and I'm too good for that. Like, nah, Mm. bro, whatever it takes, you know? Mm. So after your internship, do you remember 
getting your first placement or what was your next move after that? I never knew my next move. Even now, I don't know my next move, <laughs> but I just plan, like, I'll just wake up one day and be like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. And this is how we're going to get it done. So my first placement, it just happened. I didn't even, I don't plan none of my shit. Mm. Like the plan is to not plan anything and just mm. work, 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 work. And then whatever that leads us, mm. you know, take the smart, not smart, but like, that's where the guidance comes in. So it's mm. like you do all this and then you click the puzzle with this and then you just keep, you know keep going mean? up. Yeah, just keep. What were your studio sessions like working on Hood with one and two with Pablo One? Uh, they were cool. They were just, I was just, bro. Like honestly, I'm like I used to be like a super shy, quiet guy, and mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of taking it all in and shit, and just being, like, I just got beats, like just <laughs> playing beats and letting the artists do their thing. So mm -hmm. it was just, uh, it was a lot of. It was just a lot of hard work and trying to play the best beats and trying to give shit that I think people would like. And just, it comes down to the artist, how he feels that day, what he went through that day, what he talked about that day. Like, it's just a, it's like a roller coaster of emotion. You just gotta mm -hmm. be focused and get the shit done. What can you tell us about Pablo that people may not know about him? Um, Pablo's really, He's really smart. He really knows, like, he has a big art. Like, he lets a lot of, he does shit that I'd be like, bro, like, why would you do that? But he's just doing it out of love. And, you know, he just, he's really loyal, like, to people that come across him and he sees that they need his help. Even though they might not be the best people, mm. he's just, he goes the extra mile for them. Mm which is like something me as a producer, as a producer, you're like behind the scenes, you see everything because it's not really your world, you know, you're right. just here to serve. So right. it's like, you can kind of see the dynamic of who's this, who's that, what's he doing, mm. how they see him. So it's like, that's that's probably something people don't know. Like he's a real, although it's in his music, you know, he's talking about, he's expressing <laughs> his life, but yeah. he's a really like grounded person. Mm. So can we expect the hood with three? Mm, probably after I drop my next album, yeah. <laughs> how did you meet I Love McConey? And how did you decide to work together? I never met him, honestly. I met him once, like at the Trust Me Danny music video, but that's because I had to finesse the whole shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this intern, I saw McConey in Snapchat a song with my beat on it at the studio. Mm. So I hit up the intern. And like, this isn't the right thing to do, but I was just, I was just doing it. Sometimes whatever. you gotta make moves. Yeah, sometimes I just had it. <laughs> so I was just, um, I hit the intern. I was like, yo, bro, I think McConan recorded on my beat. Can I hear the mix? So I make sure y'all don't fuck up the beat. And the intern was like, yeah. And he sends it to me. I grabbed the song. And then I, I hit up, I was with Hoodrich at the time, OG Hoodrich. Mm -hmm. I was editing videos at his house. So I was like, yo, bro, I got this McConan song. Can you shoot the song for it? But yeah, I got you. I'm like, he's the biggest, you know, he just done Drake, mm -hmm. Tuesday song. So that was his next song. So I told OG, like, what's going on? He was like, yeah, I'll pull up. And then Jose Durantes and Chris Newton, they were like managing a couple artists. Mm -hmm. And I had met um, a lot of people at their apartment. And McConan, you saying out with them too. 
Mm. So, I was, so I knew that McConan was comfortable with them. So I was just like, yo, can I shoot the video at y'all's apartment? Right. Yeah. And I told McConan, I was like, yo, I'm shoot, let's shoot the Trust Me Danny music video at Jose's apartment. Mm. So McConan, you know, he's like, yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> and then he gets there, we shoot the video, and mm. that was the first time I ever met him. But other than that, uh, he's just busy, bro. He's just on tour. He's just like a bunch of ignored texts. <laughs> Right. <laughs> just beats and shit. So, right. I don't know. He's just he's just McConnell. Been knowing about him. Crazy. Now my favorite production by you, Drink More Water Five Freestyle. Yeah, that was my first placement. Really? Yeah. Crazy. How did that come together? Um Oh, I told so before McConan blew up, I was gonna shoot a video for uh all his songs. Um swerving or maneuvering swerving i was gonna shoot like i don't sell molly no more we were planning it i was like mm -hmm. yo bro i'll shoot these videos for you mm -hmm. and then drake remixed his shit and then he just took off right so since he knew i was fucking with him before that mm -hmm. i was just like um yo bro i also make beats can i send you beats and he just mm -hmm. replied back because he knew i was mm -hmm. trying to help him out before mm -hmm. we're actually supposed to meet to shoot a video but it never ended up happening i think i didn't get a ride or some shit Mm. and I texted him I sent him those beats and he just rapped on it and it was lit crazy how did you create that how long did you make that beat oh like five minutes I thought it was trash Ooh. I was always trying to make like weird experimental beats uh -huh. so I never so people always used to bash that shit like nah this ain't you trash what but that was now to this day now I look back I'm like right. this shit is kind of hard yeah. <laughs> 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 Man. But I didn't get no credit on that song either, so nobody knew. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a tag. So. Right. But people knew your sound, so I guess that's how I kind of yeah. knew, like, okay, that was Danny. Yeah, like, that yeah. was. <sighs> yeah, I love that shit. Now Whatever happened to the. um? You said what? I'm sorry. Now I played that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to the Lil Yachty and I Love McCona collab album? Uh. That's just some rapper shit, you know, like they just, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I was there at the sessions. I just, I don't know. I think it was just some, like some beef they had going on or some shit mm. that they had going on. I don't really. Do you ever think like some of the material see the light of day? Mm, I dropped some songs from that session, mm. but I don't think they had McConan on it. Mm. I think I just like, use certain verses and certain shit but this is like yeah this is a minute ago this is a good question right. no one's ever really asked that yeah that was i don't i don't think it'll see the light of day honestly mm. <laughs> how did asap first back her come together with amigos um i like spammed him on twitter and i was like yo i'm, I'm mccombs producer <laughs> <laughs> and then he like replied and we just, he sent me his email through DM. Mm. Now I just loaded him up. Mm. Like constantly. And then that shit, that shit came about. Mm. It was crazy. I was homeless too when I made that song. I was sleeping in the closet. And then I, I tried to finesse uh, the managers, but uh -huh. they weren't going for it. They put it on a Sony link with like a bunch of tags uh -huh. from the label. So me and my friends would just listen to the tag, over tag version <laughs> of it for like a year. Mm. And then... Yeah, I, mean, I made water in that same closet when mm. it went platinum. 
I made probably like my first couple plaques in a closet, my homie's closet. I was gonna ask you about that. How did you link up with Ugly God? Just through SoundCloud. Mm. I just thought he was dope. Mm. Like what I what I saw on his uh on his SoundCloud, it was weird, and I was weird. So right. I just thought I don't know. I didn't really think shit was gonna go like when I fuck with shit. I don't really think like ah, uh, it's right. gonna go retire. We're out of here. Like I just like it, and then we drop it, and then whatever right. happens happens. What was your reaction to the success when the record came? You don't really know that it's successful until later. Mm. Like when you first drop it, you just dropped it. And then mm. you're just like, okay, what's next? Right. But then probably like a year goes by and you look back and you're like, damn, this song got a lot of plays. And then they're like, oh, it's certified. Like when I found out it went platinum, someone texted me like, congrats on going platinum. Mm. I was like, what are you talking about? And mm. it was like, some guy at a label had the plaque before we did. Mm. And we were just like, what the fuck? All right. How did you link up with Lil Pump? Through Smoke Perp. Mm. They called me, Lil Perp called me, and he was like, bro, I'm fucking with you, da, da, da. And then I just got my first apartment. And then I was just like, you know, I fuck with this shit. So I was like, yeah, bet. And then Pump called me and we just chopped it up. I was, he was like super young. I think he was like 15, 16 or whatever. Damn. So I was just like that. He's like, bro, fuck with me. It was crazy that I was asking a bunch of rappers, like, who's Lil Pump, who's Lil Pump? And they were mm. like, nah, send them like one beat. And I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And then uh, I sent them like 20. Uh -huh. And we just made a bunch of beats and like, you know, um, Pump's always been cool. Like he's never let this shit get to his head. Like even to this day, we're still replying back with beats. We're still making hella shit. Mm. You know, I've always been proud of him because he was always like the underdog. Because everyone just be like, "Nah, he sucks. He's not lyrical. Mm. Like all this weird shit." Mm. And then he ended up just boom, going crazy, going dumb. I think we got like five plaques this year together. Dang! In twenty nineteen alone. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Who are some other artists you've been working with lately? Oh, Lil Tecca, Sway Lee, Trippy. I know there's a lot. Uh, I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to forget anybody, but um, Juice World. They've been leaking a lot of me and Juice World's old music, which sucks, but mm. um, Uzi. I'm working with a lot. Like the next album is gonna be really crazy. All right. Yeah. We just signed a deal, so we're about to <laughs> work on move once again. We got more music coming with McCone and our hope, uh, Pablo. Uh, yeah, I got more music with Pablo. I don't think McCone so fucks with me. I don't know. What? Crazy. What else do you have coming up for the top of the new decade? What? what? Uh, the new decade. With the new decade coming up, what else you got planned? Oh, world domination. We're just gonna, I'm just excited because I didn't even think we'd take it this far. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, it's just, we got a lot of stuff planned, but I don't really like to talk about myself that much, but it's really mostly stuff that's gonna help people out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna partner up with certain agencies that are gonna help 
um, kids like me with DACA and we're gonna um, like help them do their petitions and help out families that have been separated, pay money for them, you know, with my new label situation. I'm gonna make sure that my people are okay and, you know, make sure that whoever was in my situation mm. now, um, when I was in it back then, he's going through it, she or he's going through it and getting, you know, getting the support that they need. That's what's up. Just helping them out. Hey. Laugh right, laugh right. I'm the reason why your nigga laugh right. He laugh right. I told him you my bitch, he took a stab right, stab Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.